Well, I got a word that I want to share with you today. It's going to come from Psalm 23. Psalm 23. And I'm carrying over from last week. This is part two of Psalm 23. The title of my message is Shepherd Security. Shepherd Security. Shepherd Security. Psalm 23. We're going to be looking at verses four through six. Shepherd Security. Many of you know we have a dog. Her name's Sally. She is a beagle hound, very loving, just a tender dog. The only time she really gets vicious is when she's inside the house looking out the window and she sees a cat go walking up the street. Then she goes nuts and you would think she is just some kind of wild animal. But if she were out there, she would probably run from the cat. And she's just a loving and every night, or most nights when Gracie goes upstairs, she follows Gracie upstairs and she'll lay on a little platform or landing that I can walk up the stairs and she's right here on that landing and she's waiting for me. And next thing you know, as I'm walking up, I see her with one leg up and she's like, here I am, start to love on me and pet me. And last night, as other nights, I was petting her and rubbing her down and holding her head and rubbing her face and her whiskers, and she loves all of that. I was laying there and thinking how vulnerable she is. I mean, how dependent she is, how much she needs us. She needs me. She needs my wife. She needs our family. She needs our family for food, and when we take her out for protection. There was one time when she actually was outside, and Gracie was walking her, and, and a pit bull came and grabbed her by the neck, and and, and that's a whole other story, and maybe I'll toss it in to this sermon. But she needs our protection without us. She will not survive. And, you know, David in the book of Psalms, in Psalm 23, really what David is doing is he's trying to show how the God's people are like sheep, dependent, and God is like a shepherd, the one that meets and supports and sustains his sheep and is there to protect and provide in every way. And so in Psalm 23, that's what we have. David is, is showing how dependent, dependent God's people are by giving a metaphor of a shepherd and a sheep. And you know what it says. It, it says in Psalm chapter 23, starting with verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. And we talked last week about this, how, how, how he is there to provide for us, not just physically, but he's providing a spiritual, a, a spiritual food and a source for us so that we can eat. And he restores my soul in verse, the end of verse uh, the beginning of verse 3. And then it says he guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And so he not only feeds us spiritually and, and, and watches over, provides, but he also leads us in that direction as well. But the psalm begins to change. The psalm begins to change. As you take a look at, at verse 4, look what it says. It, it goes from more of a, a uh, um, he's describing God as, as he, and he leads me, to a, a first person, right? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. And so things begin to change where you see there's this, this drinking from quiet waters and, and there's the, the eating and, and leading be, beside these green pastures and there's this restoration that takes place to where now it's, you're going to go into a valley, into dark times, that, that there are going to be dark moments and difficult moments. And, and David is using, again, the metaphor of a shepherd with his sheep. And the first point I want to make is this, that there security, their shepherd's security, their security in the shadow of darkness. There is, there is security in the shadow of darkness. And I want you to know that the same God that leads, David is saying the same shepherd that is leading the sheep in near the, the green pastures, in the still waters, and restoring the soul, that same shepherd, believe it or not, is also leading into the valley of the shadow of death. It's the same shepherd that is there. And why is it the shadow of death? Because, and, and again, use the analogy of the shepherd and the sheep. David knew very well that the sheep were brought into places during the winter months where they, they would eat and they could only go so far and take so long of a trip and, and, and they would eat. But then once the snow started to melt on top of the mountains, then eventually the shepherd takes his sheep through valleys he takes them through, through maybe not just one valley, but several valleys to get to the higher plain as well, where there are green pastures. And, and so David is using this to say that there are these seasons, and, and though there are times when we're by the green pasture and the still water, and there's this restoration, and it sounds very peaceful, God is there, there's a place where there's terrain that the shepherd takes the sheep, and the terrain is dangerous, the terrain is, is along the edge of the cliff. The terrain is muddy, is slippery. But to get to the higher ground, green pasture, the shepherd has to take the sheep through there. And David knows very well that out there, there, there are the wild dogs, there are the snakes, there are the wolves. David even talks about one time when he had killed a bear and killed a lion with his bare hands. So, so David knows very well that there is the, the valley, there's the valley of the shadow of death. And David is using it and saying, that's what God takes us, the shepherd takes us through those places as well. He takes us through those places as well. Now, think about it for a second. Sheep didn't have big teeth. I don't know much about sheep, but I know a little bit about deer, and deer don't have big teeth. Deer are not predators. Deer are vegetarians. Deer, deer to, are, are sheep. Sheep really don't have sharp horns. Deer have some horns. Sheep don't even have sharp horns. Sheep don't have claws to fight. They're extremely dependent upon the shepherd for protection. And without the shepherd there protecting, that sheep does not stand a chance. I think in the same way, we go through difficult times as well. And I can tell you that sometimes we think to ourselves, God, is this you? 
God, why am I in this valley right here? Well, if I read the passage correctly, it tells us in Psalm 23 that, that the one who is leading and restores and guides and leads me in paths of righteousness, that same God is with me. And even though I'm going to go through the shadow of the valley of death, I know that my God is leading me. And I know he says, he says in this passage that, that he is with me. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. But what I was thinking, maybe a better way to, to read this, and I'm not saying that's the way the original reads it, but this is just my thinking, and that is that I would, I would think, I'm not, I'm, he's not with me, but really I'm with him. Even though I walk through the shallow, shallow shadow of the valley of death, I shall fear no evil, for I am, I am with him. He's leading the way. He's going to guide me through this. Yes, there are predators. Yes, it can be scary. But I know one thing. I've got my shepherd. I've got my God. I've got the Lord, the good shepherd, Jesus. He is with me, and he's never going to leave me nor forsake me. And though we don't have necessarily this physical predator like a dog or like a lion or like a snake, we have this spiritual predator that wants to destroy us and sometimes even physically wants to destroy us. But I know one thing, that the God who was with me and led me during those places where there's green pasture and still waters, the one who has restored me has not forsaken me to let me go and say, I'll meet you on the other side of the valley. He is right there with me. That's what I want you to know, that he's right there with you. He's right there. He hasn't left you. If you're going through a tough time, and I know some of you, many of you are going through hard times, and I know some of you that are going through difficulties, and there's been sickness, and there's been death, and there's been financial hardship. There's worry. There's concern. You're wondering, God, where are you? What has happened? I want you to know that the God who has been with you up to this point is the same God that is there right now. And that he has not forsaken you. That he is present. My mother used to lay down with us, my three siblings, my, my sister and my two brothers. She would lay down with us and, and all the lights would be out and, and, and she would be in one of the beds with one of us. She would be laying there and we all took turns. She would be in you know, Fred's bed one night and Tito's bed another and Kim's bed another. And, and we might not even be in the same room, but we knew it. She would, she would sing a song. Our rooms were open and the doors were open and it was dark and, and we could hear her sing and it brought great comfort. She's there and, and, and then all of a sudden we would say, Mom, can you sing again? And so she'd sing it again second time. And then, Mom, can you sing it again? And then a third time. And then finally you'd hear her fingers would snap. I don't know. I think I saw sparks a couple times. But she would snap, and then we'd ask a few more times after that, and she'd snap her fingers. And that means, okay, it's time to go to sleep. And, and we felt safe as long as we knew she was there. But, but then all of a sudden, one of us would, would, would say when we felt like she might not be there, Mom? Mom? Yes. Mom? Yes. In other words, I'm here. It's dark, but I'm here. I think that's what David is trying to get across in the deep valleys, the dark valleys, the difficult times. The Lord is there. You are with him. He is leading you. And I know it can be a struggle and a battle because you don't know the way. You don't know exactly the, the end of the path. All you know is one thing. Take one step at a time. 
And maybe you feel alone right now, but I want you to know the hand of the Lord is there. All you got to say is, Lord, yes. Jesus, yes. I mean, he proved himself again and again when Peter was in prison and James had been, he got his head cut off in the book of Acts and, and, and it looked like Peter was going to get his head cut off as well. An angel of the Lord came, unlocked the doors and led Peter out and all the way to where the disciples were praying. God was there with him. God was there when, when the Apostle Paul and, and he, he was on a ship and it looked like the ship was going to wreck and crash and everybody was going to drown. The Lord Jesus was there and he said, Paul, everybody's going to survive. You're not going to die. I'm there. I'm with you. I want you to know he's there. When Moses was wondering, oh, what should I do? I'm going to go. I'm going to go and tell them that... that Pharaoh, let my people, let the people of God go. And the Lord said, listen, you're not going alone. I'm with you. When Isaiah prophesied about the difficulties and the struggles that the Israel was going to have in Isaiah chapter 42 in verse 43, verse 2, he said, yeah, there's going to be, you're going to go through the fire and I want you to know I'm going to be with you. We can be secure to know Secure in the shepherd because he is with us. Carrie Job sings a great song, I'm not alone. One of the verses says, when I walk through deep waters, I know that you will be with me. When I'm standing in the fire, I will not be overcome. Through the valley of the shadow, I will not fear. I am not alone. I am not alone. You will go before me. You will never leave me. I am not alone. Another verse goes, in the midst of deep sorrow, I see your light is breaking through. The dark of night will, of the night will not overtake me. I am pressing into you, Lord. You fight my every battle. Oh, and I will not fear. Why? Because I am not alone. I am not alone. You will go before me. You will never leave me. That's what David knew very well as the Spirit of God was speaking through him. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I go through difficult circumstances, even though I might feel a season of depression, even though I go through a time where I'm wondering where the finance is coming through, even though I have to deal with a child that might be rebelling against you, even though I'm struggling and there's a battle going on on my job, even though I'm having a battle inside my household, I know one thing, I know, I know you are. Are with me. You're with me. Even in sickness, even in death, I know one thing. You're with me. The psalmist David said it in Psalm 139 Where can I go from your presence? Where can I flee? And he talks about going up to the highest heavens and down to the deepest depths. And wherever I go, wherever in the dark I might be, I know one thing, you're there. That's what the psalmist is saying, and that's what we can know today. There's security in the shepherd. And though you might go through the dark time and the difficult time, he is there. And not only is he there, but he has weapons. He has tools. The next thought I want to give you is this. We are secure, the shepherd. We are secure in the shepherd because of the weapons of his protection. His weapons. His tools. 
Look again at verse, at verse 4. It says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of darkness, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. What was it? He, he, had, a, he had a rod, right? The shepherd had a rod, and that's what David is recognizing. It was a tool. It would overpower a predator that would come. It was a, it was a, a, a stick, maybe two or three feet, with a, with a ball rounded on the end, and, and there, was, there was sharp pieces of, of metal and stone that were put in there that, that when the enemy would come, when the predator would come, when the wolf would come, the shepherd was there to defend, had the weapon that was mightier than the animal trying to destroy. And not only that, he says that there's a, there's a staff, right? Your, 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 your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And, and, so, and so there's protection. There's also knowing that, that that staff, it'll push away the enemy, but it'll also, you could hook it around. It's like a giant cane. Hook it around the lamb and pull the lamb in. Pull the lamb from the predator. Pull the lamb from the edge of the, the cliff. Pull the lamb that maybe has fallen and pull it up so that it doesn't fall all the way down. That, that your rod and your staff, what do they do? They comfort me. I know I can, I can rest in your presence. They, presence they, they comfort me. And then there's something else, and it, and it says it says there that you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Well, well, who can who has time to sit when you're when you're at war and and you're on edge? When you're on edge, you don't really sit down and prepare a table, do you? You don't prepare a picnic. Picnic. You don't bring out a tablecloth. You you don't pull out a basket. You don't pull out all of the foods and lay them out nice and get the butter and the butter knife and the bread and get the salami and lay everything. No, no, there's no time. But what he's saying is, what he's saying in the presence of my enemies, my God gives me a peace where I can sit down. And, 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 and I can eat in peace. I can have peace within my spirit. I don't have to be on edge every day, every moment. That's what he's saying in this passage. There's security. And that security helps me to be able to rest in him, be able to have peace in him. And then it says, anoints my head with oil. What does it mean? Well, one author that I read says that the oil was actually used that a shepherd would walk into a field where the sheep would be grazing and he would walk into that field or she would walk into the field and then she would oil the holes. He would oil the holes because there would be vipers, little snakes that would come out and, the, and when the oil was in there, it caused the, the snake, it couldn't get out, it would slide down and not only that, he would put it on the head of the animal as well and the reason that he would put it on the head of the animal was because it was a repellent. And so that it would repel because if that viper bit them in the ankles or bit them on the nose, could cause an infection, could kill them. And so it says, I prepare a table before you in the presence of my enemies. I can tell you, you can eat even though there's an enemy all around. You can eat right here and have peace because they're not going to attack. I'm protecting you. That's what, that's what David, one of the things he might have been thinking about. But then if you take it a step further and you look at it and you interpret it, maybe a little allegorically, we see that an anointing, when there was anointing, what was it? It meant the blessing of God, the spirit of God was upon. And so we could even say that the spirit of God, he anoints my head with oil. Well, I can tell you with the anointing of God on you, it is a repellent against the evil one. 
Not only is it a repellent against the evil one, but it, it also is a power for those that are God's children. And so we could look at it as an, an anointing, as a power, as an anointing upon to be able to live, even in the face of danger, to be able to live for him. You prepare a table before me. You anoint my head with oil. And then look what it says. <coughs> it says, my cup overflows. In other words, he provides. My cup overflows. A joy overflows in me. My spirit overflows. The joy of the Lord becomes my strength. My cup overflows. His spirit is, comes in an abundance. His strength comes in an abundance. He comes and he meets me right where I'm at. You see, God doesn't just give us, he just doesn't give us enough. He doesn't give us just a half a cup. He doesn't give us three quarters of a cup. You know, let me tell you, I love ice cream. I just, confessing that, I love ice cream. And I like Dairy Queen. I love Dairy Queen. I love Dairy Queen. I love it. And, and, and when I go, when I find a Dairy Queen, forget it. I stop. I don't care. I might be fasting. I might be diet. It doesn't matter. I might be flying down the highway. I'll pass the exit. I'll drive 20 miles down and turn back just to go to Dairy Queen. And one of the things that I, I notice when the Dairy Queen, they fill your cup up, but at McDonald's, you'll go to McDonald's and you can beg them, you can plead with them, you can give them extra money for it. They'll never fill that cup all the way up. There's always a little gap in there and I'm, I'm always saying to myself, listen to me, listen, give me a double in one cup. Fill the cup up, overflow the cup. Make it the biggest you've ever made in your life. And, and, and then they bring it, and when they bring it, there's always a little bit left. There's always a gap in the top. I leave disappointed. Then I gotta go back for a second one, and I say the same thing. Can I tell you something? What this passage is telling us is that if, if, if it's our shepherd that's there at the window, that cup is not just gonna be filled to the top. That cup is gonna be overflowing with ice cream, overflowing with ice cream. What God does is he gives us abundantly more than we could ever think or imagine. Our God never does nothing just a little. God meets us where we're at and he takes us beyond. That's what I think the psalmist is saying, right? That he anoints my head with oil and he overflows my cup. Another thought is this, and, and, and this is just a thought and, 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 and I'm just, just giving you some info that I've read and that is that, that the idea of the cup, when you, when you think, when you go to a restaurant and they want you to leave and, and you, they don't come back and fill your cup up with coffee, do they? No, they don't fill it up. They want you to finish the coffee and they want you to get out because there's more customers. But when someone wants you to stay, even when you're at their house, what do they do? They fill your cup up. They fill it up again and again. They want to spend time with you. They're honoring you. 
They like you to be there. And I think maybe that could be part of the meaning as well, that he fills the cup, that he wants us to be there, that he honors us, that he prepares a table in the presence of our enemies, that he anoints our head with oil, our cup overflows. In other words, he is honoring you in the presence of the enemy that would want to put you down, drive you down, break you in half. Our God is lifting you up and saying, this is my child. Just as he said for his son, when his son was baptized, Jesus was baptized. And as he came up out of the water, the Father, the heavens opened, the, uh, uh, the Spirit in the form of a dove, and then you heard the voice of God, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. He honored him. He prepared a table before him in the presence of his enemy. He anointed his head with oil. His cup was overflowing. That's what God does. That's what God does. You might think you're not much, but I can tell you right now, in the eyes of God, you are so precious that he was willing to give his son. In the eyes of Jesus, you are so precious that he was willing to go to a cross. He loves you. And we know that he arms us. He, he, he arms us. What does he arm us with? He arms us with weapons. We know it's not physical weapons. It's spiritual weapons. We know that he, he arms us with, with weapons. And, 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 and we see that God has overpowered the enemy. When you take a look at, at Mark chapter 5, verse 6, and we see that when Jesus landed on a shore in Gezerines and he crossed the lake, and, and all of a sudden this man that was filled with a demon came running up and knelt before him and confessed, what will you have to do with me, us, Jesus of Nazareth? Nazareth, son of the most high. And he, Jesus cast him out. He has power. There's weapons. There's weapons. He has weapons for us. The enemy a lot of times comes into our mind and we start to think about things and we build these monster and the enemy worms his way into our thinking and worms his way into even truth and twists the truth contrary and makes it contrary which was true to God's word he takes something and twists it a little bit so that we can be blinded and and so that we will start to think negative things and we might think we're not much and then when we turn to the word the word of God says that that we have been created in his image that he has more thoughts about us than the sands of the sea that we have been created in our mother's womb and that he has a plan for us we might feel at times, oh, I don't, I don't have, I've been, I've failed. I've not walked with God like I should. Ah, God's given up on me. And what, what the Lord says is, listen to me. We're saved by grace through faith, that not of ourselves, gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And we are his workmanship, created for good works, and that God has a plan and a purpose. So you come against the lies of the enemy. Matter of fact, matter of fact, in, in 2 Corinthians 10.4, dealing with the idea that our weapons aren't physical, but they're spiritual, it says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power of, to demolish strongholds, and we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. In other words, I'm going to weigh my thoughts against God's word. I'm going to weigh my thoughts 
against God's word. I'm going to weigh the thoughts that somebody might have about me. You weigh the thoughts that someone has about you and the thoughts that you have against God's word. What does God's words say? Who does God tell you you are? That's what we take it captive. So there's security in knowing that our God, our God has weapons of warfare that defeat the enemy. Defeat the enemy and we can sit down in peace. You might feel the walls are closing in on you, but he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I can have peace even though it looks like the enemy is coming to destroy. I'm going to have peace in him. And he anoints me. He honors me. He he anoints my head with a spirit, with an honor. And, and, and this is my child here. And he fills our cups over to overflowing. Yeah, they're weapons. I can be secure in my shepherd. Shepherd security. And the last thing that I see is, is this, and that's this, that there's security in the shepherd because he has secured the future. There's a future. And look what it says. In verse 6, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Somebody has described this goodness and love or this goodness and mercy as the sheepdogs of the Lord. And this goodness and mercy talk about the loving kindness and the grace of God. And David is saying it clearly, now speaking as a man, that goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. In other words, the grace of God will be with me every single day. That the grace of God will never leave, that I will never be alone without God's grace, and that when I fall down, his grace will be there to pick me up. And that his loving kindness is going to be with me all the days of my life. I can tell you that if you want to serve Jesus, if you'll get a perspective of God as a loving Lord. Don't get me wrong. There is a hell. There is a torment. There is a punishment. There is a judgment. But I can tell you, people might be driven to the cross for that reason and say, I don't want to die. I don't want to go into eternity. But it will never hold you. I can tell you what holds you. It's the loving kindness. It's the mercy. It's the grace of God. God is not sitting up there with the, like the shepherd waiting for the enemy with this rod with stones and, and steel and sharp ready to smash you over the head. No. Our God has a staff. And our God, when we drift, he'll push the enemy away and pull his sheep to him by his loving kindness and grace. That's what keeps us we are secure in knowing we have a future. And it doesn't just keep us for today. It doesn't just keep us for this week. It doesn't just keep us for this month, especially those of you. I've just done a 12-step series on the different 12 steps of recovery, the Bible recovery. And, and I want you to know that, that God can sustain you, not just for today. His grace is not great to hold you just today or tomorrow or a month or, or a year or two years. He can hold you for the rest of your life. There are people that have walked in this faith 
ever before I ever walked in this faith, some of the greatest people that were part of my life, men and women of God, and they have taken their step and the grace of God was with them and now they're dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. I could name some of these wonderful people. I can tell you it was because of his grace. And I want you to know the grace, the loving kindness that brought you to salvation is the same grace that will lead you home and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Shepherd security. We're with him, even in the darkest valley. And he protects us and has given us spiritual weapons of warfare. And he defeats the enemy. And even though we got to walk through the valley, he will take us through. And we will be honored. Our faith will be honored. Our head will be anointed. Our cup will overflow. He'll prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. You can have peace today. You can have peace. Our shepherd has security for us. And he has secured not just the present, but our future as well. You know the shepherd? Have you experienced the security of the shepherd? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your wonderful spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you are the good shepherd. And I know, Lord, we do battle. We struggle. We, like sheep, do go astray. But we are so dependent upon you. And, Lord, that you're there to protect us, that you're there to lead us, that you're there to keep us safe. In the midst of the dark moment, even now, as people are there, they can just say, Jesus. And you say, yes. Jesus. Yes. Jesus, yes. And you do, Lord, protect us and walk us through. You anoint our head with your powerful spirit. Our cup overflows. You're there. You don't ever want us to leave. And you never want to leave us. And Lord, your mercy and your grace, your loving kindness, oh yeah, it will follow us all the days of our lives. The same grace that saved us will be the same grace that will lead us home. Dwell in your presence forever and ever. We're secure in you today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You say it? I'm securing you today, Lord. You're my shepherd. You're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. I can have peace. You anoint my head with oil. Your spirit power, you honor the faith. I'm your child. 
and you overflow our cups. Thank you, Lord. May we just walk with you every day. May we depend upon your mercy and your loving kindness, your goodness every day. That when we sway, you'll pull us in. When we swerve out, you'll swerve us in. We'll dwell in your house forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you need Jesus, would you invite him into your heart? And you say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I'm yours. I'm yours. Now, Lord, may we go with you. May our hand be clasped in yours. And you, may you lead us. Protect us. Give us a peace. Anoint us. Fill our cups overflowing. All the days of our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Shepherd security. Psalm 23. Love you guys. Have a wonderful day.